Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of Put your two hands together for the Lord. Come on, celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we be seated? Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 to 4. Matthew 25, verse 1 to 4. Are you there? I want us all to read from verse 1 to 4. One go. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins who took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. Amen. Or oh, can I hear an amen? So these were people who were embarking on a journey. People who were embarking on a journey. And for them to embark on that journey, they needed to carry certain things along. And so tonight, I want to talk to you about seven covenant mysteries for the journey. Amen. Seven Covenant mysteries for the journey. Seven covenant mysteries for the journey. 2024 is a journey from January all the way to December. Many other things that will come along the line as we journey. Some may be good, some may be bad, some may be sweet, some may be ugly. But whether we like it or not, we are all on a journey. Amen. And we are heading towards somewhere. And we are heading towards a future that we are believing God for. So, I want us to see the seven covenant mysteries for the journey ahead of us. There are many things that we have prayed about throughout the prayer session. But there are certain mysteries that you must understand if you are going to succeed in the year 2024. And that is why it is good to come to church because you don't know when your key will come. Some have come to use the key of prayer to pray. They think that is all. But there are other keys that if you don't have, you may be found wanting. 
Like this story. The five foolish ones were those who did not carry the mystery of the oil. And the other five who were called wise, they carried the mystery of the oil for the journey. And so when the bridegroom came, those who did not carry the mystery of the oil, they were found wanting. They were found wanting. And those who carried the oil, they ended successful. And they ended happy. Amen. Amen. So every journey requires certain preparation. And you must understand that. Every journey, like we see in this story, requires certain preparation. Tell somebody by you, every journey requires certain preparations. If you fail with the preparation, you will fail with the journey. According to Obiano, I must see if you are. I was there with you. One, yes, I must see if you are. According to Obiano, you know, you do. If you fail to carry what you may need for the journey, you may be unsuccessful in your quest. If you fail to carry what you may need for the journey, you are likely to be unsuccessful. Like these five virgins, they fail to carry something they will need for the journey. So when the bridegroom delayed, they were found wanting. I pray that this year may you never be found wanting. May you never get into trouble. There are certain mysterious weapons that one will need for success in this year as we journey. And these are the mysteries that I want to unravel to you from today. The first mystery that everyone needs for success in the year 2024. The first mystery is the popular what we have been talking about, the popular. But just for you to know, you write it down, how important it is that it's coming in everything we are talking about. It's one, the mystery of his abiding presence. The mystery of his abiding presence. The mystery. It's very important. That is why I will keep talking about it in different messages, in different ways. Because if you have the mystery of his abiding presence, you will go to rest. Things will be working on their own accord. Doors will be opening on their own accord. Miracles will be happening on their own accord. Success will be a daily occurrence without struggle. May you enter into that dimension. I said, may you enter into that realm. The mystery of his abiding presence. The mystery of his abiding presence. Or the mystery of you staying in God's presence. That's what I'm talking about. The mystery. It's a mystery. You say, what we say mystery? What's the meaning of mystery? Mystery from the Greek word mysterion. And mysterion means a hidden thing. There is a secret in it, but it is hidden. So what I'm doing is to reveal to you certain secrets. Which are weapons in the spirit. For your success in the year 2024. Exodus 33, verse 14 to 15. It says, If your presence will not go with us, then don't ask us to go from here. Leave us to stay here because it will be disastrous for us to move. It will be disastrous to enter into February. 
very May, June and July, all the way to December, if you don't make sure that you have his presence. If you don't ensure that you have his partnership. His presence. Ah, for he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, he shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Say, because you have made the Lord your refuge, therefore no evil will be for you. Neither will any plague come nigh your dwelling place. Say no evil. Say no plague. Think this week I, as the fasting was going on, I ministered to one of our elders over here. Prayed for him. Let us to pray for safety and preservation and then all that. He called me today and he said his last child was almost dying. He was just thanking me for the prayer prayed for him. Because he says his last child who doesn't stay with him but stays with the grandma became stiff like a wood. Doesn't respond unconscious. They had to rush him to the hospital. And it was yesterday, for Monday it was yesterday the little boy was discharged. He became stiff like wood. The angel of death wanted to attack him. But prayers were said that was covering both him and the entire family. I pray that every angel of death that will dare your life, may God scatter them. Any angel of death that will rise up to take you for ransom, may God destroy their powers and put them to shame in the name of Jesus. That this year, you and your family will dwell safety. Say, me and my family will dwell in safety. Or say, me and my family will abide in safety. Clap your two hands for the Lord. So, the mystery of his abiding presence is very important. If not that this man has been involved in this fasting, receiving prayers, touch, deliverance, prophetic word to him, speaking to him, praying for him, it was because he was in the presence. That is the only reason why his son will go unconscious and come back to life. Otherwise, the angel of death would have carried him away. Tell somebody, don't miss any service this year. Don't miss it. Dwell in God's presence. Dwell in God's presence. Dwell in God's presence because you don't know when the devil will try to attack you, but dwell in God's presence. Can I hear an amen? Clap your two hands for the Lord. When you dwell in God's presence, in verse 57, and he said, and he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. So it is a mystery that you must have. Tell somebody, it's a mystery you must carry. It's a mystery. It will be very wrong for you to, to live this year without the abiding presence. I've explained to you the types of presence we have. I'm not talking about the one that we just gathered in the church and I'm not just talking about the one that we, you, you, you just say God is everywhere. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that 
you carry about, the one that you host, the one that you move with, the one that is with you like a cloud, the one that you can feel, you can sense that God is around you, God is with you. Now that is the presence we are talking about. And it says that my presence will be with you and I will give you rest. This year, God will give you rest. You will not struggle the same things you did last year. Your amen can be a better one. When you have the mystery of the abiding presence, you enter into rest. You get protection. You get protection. Psalm 91. You get protection. When you enter into the mystery of his abiding presence, you get deliverance. Salvation. Said the Lord is mighty in the, in the midst of his people, even to save. The Lord is mighty in the midst of his people to save. That means that for God to save, his abiding presence must first take over. If God is mighty in your midst, then he can save you. This year, God will save you. Every attack that will be directed to you, God will save you. By the mystery of his abiding presence, you are guaranteed provision, supply. So for the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. See, that is why some people will hunger this year, others will, will be full this year. May you be part of those who will be full. Are you here with me at all? I am just here to, I'm giving you weapons, keys. Jesus says that I give unto you the keys. Huh? After prayer, there are keys that you need. Otherwise, you pray, prayer is just one key. But Jesus didn't say, I give unto you the key of the kingdom. What did Jesus say? I give unto you the keys. Plural. Keys. If you So if you make a mistake and you carry only the kitchen key after eating and you need the rest room. Now let's do it in the kitchen. They realize that keys are important in everywhere you are with keys. When you take my my key, it's not one key. <laughs> if you're a thief, you have to take some time. You try one by one. I have key of heaven. Key of heaven. <laughs> the more God increases you, the more your keys. Because when you take my key, you have office set, men's room set, my house set. Uh-huh. You, you have that. you have this church set. You have the key to men's room chapel, main gate, office in that place. When I go there, to have another set of keys that are kept in that room. When I hold that key, I can open other places. You may be at work, but I can just open your door and I, and I enter into your door, into, into your room. Yes. Because I have the key. No, did you, did you, it is the one who has the key who can enter. I have the key. So since I have the key, I can enter. It is only when I'm telling you today that you know that I've entered your room. Because I have all the keys. I can choose to go here. If today I feel like the Holy Spirit is leading me to come and check something you are doing, I can just come by the Spirit. 
<laughs> and I will know what you are doing because I have the key. I have the keys. I have the keys to everything over there. <laughs> Some of you have been taking the church chest. By the time you come from work, the chest have disappeared in your room. You should find out how the chest you brought they have disappeared in your room. That should tell you aside you, somebody else has the key. <laughs> Amen. Now that's how keys are very important. There was one time that I was uh, they were calling me because the, the tipper truck driver came there without telling me and wants to pour sand for us and then go without taking money at that point. So he just wants to do it. And I said, oh, I'm not there. He said, they've locked the main, the middle one. The middle one is locked. I said, you should have told me I have the key. Amen. This year, may God give you the keys to every door you need in your life. No, are you, am I using the example to make you understand? Yes. There are doors of marriage. There are doors of relationship. There are doors of financial uh, uh, explosion. There are doors of ministry success. There are, like, everything you are looking for, doors of academic success. Everything you are looking for, there are keys. And Jesus says that I give to you the keys. This year, I don't know any door you will stand behind, but may God finish you with the keys. May God finish you with the keys. See, that is why you see a Christian, he's succeeding in this area, and in that area, he's not doing well at all. Because he has the key to this one, but he doesn't have the key. A key means authority. See, authority. Once you have the key, it means you have been given authority. You can come there. You can open. You can enter. You have authority. You have access. So when Jesus says, I give you keys, it means I give you authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you may have authority in finances. Your business is booming. But when it comes to marriage, you have no authority. You see that things are not working. That's how life is. And so, you must desire to have the mysterious keys for the journey. And that is what I want to release to you. And I'm saying the first key that you need is what I started talking to you about from the beginning of the year, which is what the abiding presence is the first key. It will give you access to rest. It will give you access to protection. Nina, I've given you scriptures. To give you access to deliverance, salvation. Nina, I've given you scriptures. It will give you access to, to long life. It, oh, the, the pre, go and read Psalm 91. The whole Psalm 91 is the presence. The whole Psalm 91. Different, different. He said, because he has loved me. Hmm? That's one function of the presence. When you have the presence of God, it's a sign that you, are, you love him, you're always with him. You always come to him. So because, because you, have, you have made him your habitation, because you love him, he will deliver you. He will set you on high. That means for promotion. He says that a long life will I satisfy him. That means that you will live long. You, you will not die young. Say, I will not die young. Now, all these are the bunch of keys that Jesus wants to give you. Amen. Tell somebody, we are talking over and over about the presence. Don't lose it. Tell him, don't lose it. Like Yegusu can't say, Manyankopon presence. I don't take it for a joke. Up to now, you are still not reading your Bible. You are still not praying. It's like, you don't understand what pastor has been still talking about. You are, you are just in the church. You are just here. You don't understand what we are doing. You don't understand. May God give you understanding. 
I said, may God give you understanding. So when you go, read Psalm 91, pa, okay? And underline the keys you will get. Underline. The, the benefits you will get from the mystery of his presence. From verse 1 is his presence. The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah. No. Psalm 91. He who dwells in a secret place. You, you, you start getting it. Then you come to Psalm 23. You get some. You go through the whole Psalm 91. You see all. Paramount among all will be protection, deliverance, promotion, provision, and all that. Angelic God. Number two, mystery. Number two, mystery. Is the mystery of faith. Is the mystery of faith. The mystery of faith. Now, like I said, prayer is a mystery. Prayer is very important. But Hebrews 11 verse 6 says that whoever must come to God must first believe. Say faith. That means that what even makes the mystery of prayer work. Prayer means coming to God. Not just physically, but spiritually. You can be in your room and you have come to God's presence in prayer. True or not true? Yeah. You can just enter into your bathroom and you are praying. You can just be on your bed and you are praying. And you have entered into his presence. Amen. So prayer is to come. Tell somebody, prayer means come. Coming to God. Approaching God. And the Bible says that he that comes to God must have the mystery called faith. Hallelujah. That means that what will make your prayer work is when you carry this year, what will make your prayers work is when you have the mystery of faith. The mystery of faith. The weapon of faith. The weapon of faith. Say that for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is to believe that God is and God will do it. That's faith. Believe that God is there and believe that he's going to do it for me. That is the meaning of faith. First John 5 verse 4 says that for they that are born of God overcome the world. And the things that are in the world though, and this is the victory that will, will, will make them overcome the world. Even the mystery of their faith. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. May you overcome anything that is still challenging your life. Oh, are you here with me? I said this year, may you overcome whatever is still challenging your destiny. Because he that is born of God, that means he that is Christian, overcomes. So by the time you are losing, you have to check something out. Why did that? I am a Christian. I'm losing. The, the scripture says that he that is a Christian, he that is born of God, he overcomes the world. Why, why am I failing academically? Why am I failing maritally? Why am I not getting any good be, beloved, any good relationship, anything that I can write to him about? Why am I not succeeding financially? Why is it that job is not standing, it's not working? Things are not opening. He that is born of God must overcome the world. But he brought colon. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world. This is how they overcome the world. Even they are. Oh, even they are. Even they are. So when you see a Christian who is not overcoming his world, probably he doesn't have what? He doesn't have what? So no matter how Christian you are, without faith, you fail. 
Do you get it? Without faith, you fail. So this year, as you are coming for the prayer meetings, as you are fasting with us, as you are giving offerings, as you are going on the outreaches, believe that God will answer you. Believe that God will come through for you. Don't just do things for doing sake. Don't just be ritualistic with God. Hey, if I don't go to church, they will talk. Hey, you are going without faith. You are coming without faith. You are giving without faith. You are singing without faith. You are praying without faith. Bible says that whatever we do without faith is sin. So now your prayer has even become an abomination before God. Your singing has even become an abomination before God. Your giving has even become an abomination before God. Because you are giving what you don't believe. You are complaining in your heart. You are questioning. Make I'm tired. Yeah, if I don't go right now, they will talk. Ah, this man, he cry. I wanted to go and do something. Pastor, you are disturbing. Cry. Ah, this one, the way his accent is watching my face if I don't go. So you are giving without faith. It's an abomination in the sight of God. You will not get any reward. But he that must get a reward, the Bible says that he must come believing. He also that must overcome, he must have faith. Lift up your right and say that the spirit of faith enter into my heart. Say let the spirit of faith enter into my heart for daily victories in 2024. So you must believe and you must walk in faith all through the year. Mark 9, 23. What did Jesus say? He said, if you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, all things, including your admission, including your marriage, my dear, all things, including your business, your career, your profession, what you have gotten yourself involved with, all things are possible. You just need to believe. A lot of times you are doing the outreach, but you don't believe that God will bless you financially. A lot of times you are fulfilling scripture, you are serving God, but you are not believing God for business explosion. You are not believing God for, for you yourself come, you are serving God, you go back, you use your mouth to condemn your job. You, you don't even believe that God, you don't believe that now that you have come to church, God will do something for you. You don't believe that as you have gone for a soul, God will open a door for you. You don't believe it. You don't even expect it. Rather, you complain and complain and complain. I'm serving God. I'm not seeing anything. By the time that is your confession, you don't have faith. And once you don't have faith, you will be a child of God, but you will not have victory. Because this is the victory that they have, even their faith. This is the victory they have. This is the victory. He has shown us how we will be victorious. Ask somebody, do you now know how you will be victorious this year? It will be by the mystery of what? It will be by the mystery of what? The mystery of faith. It's a hint. It's a secret. It's a secret. You will come to church, but you may go with nothing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Maybe not before I'm sorry anymore. But to get what you are looking for, the Bible says that you must come with faith. You must believe it. Listen, this year I'm trying to position you to receive from God. Like, me, Jinya, me, Dissay, was who be not dancing, dear, 
But the only thing is to pray for you and to teach you to know what to do. One of the key things to do to position yourself well for God to do something in your life is to believe that God will do it. By the time the devil succeeds in getting you to think that you are out of it. By the time the devil succeeds in convincing you that nothing good will happen to you, you have lost the battle. Many people start the journey having lost already because they don't have the mystery of faith. If you can believe all things. Tell somebody by you all things. Oh, come on. Tell somebody by you all things. Tell him it includes what you are looking for. It includes it. Whatever. So this year, don't just come to church, but believe that God will hear you. Don't just do evangelism, but believe that God will reward you. Give offering, but believe that you will get from what you are giving. Don't just be ritualistic. That is religion. There is no power in religion. Rather, have faith that a few way dear a beji a something will happen like if you can believe it then you can receive it it's a mystery tell somebody it's a mystery when you connect to the mystery of faith what does it do for you it becomes your shield your protection it becomes your shield bible says in Ephesians 16 it said now above all Above all your prayer, above all, above all your giving, above all your praise and worship, take the shield of faith. Everybody say the shield of faith. How many of you know shield? When we say shield, you know shield. Have you seen a warrior? Hmm? A warrior. Ukita sekai. Now ukita adiabia or the or the savvy or the blocking. Sadly, your friend is shield. That thing is called shield. Bible calls your faith your shield. That means that every attack that comes against you, your shield will be your defense. That means your faith will be your defense. Because you use the shield to defend. You don't use it to attack. Shield is for defense. And the word and prayer is attack. It's offensive, but shield is defensive. So no matter how good you are, you need a shield. That's why every good warrior goes with a shield. Because it's part of combat. Now how will you win this year? When you are only praying, you don't have the shield of faith. Because the devil after you pray, will try you. The devil after you read the scripture, will try you. The devil after you have served God, after you have gone for the outreach, after you have paid your tithe, after you have done that which is good, the devil will come and fight and say, I'm in my own sanka. But that is where you need faith. Tell somebody the shield of faith. And I love how he introduced it. He said, Above all, say above all. Just say, Niestin adieni na nise obenya den jidiye. Ebe oyo diboeni ba ujidiye beti ma den aje wonko. Most of the people Jesus worked miracles for, they were people who were not holy people. 
But they had one thing in common. Faith. They were not Pharisees. They were not believers. They were not Jews. Most of them, they were Samaritans, strangers. And Jesus kept repeating, I have not seen such faith in Israel. I have not seen such faith in Israel. Romans and different people, they were not Jews. They were not children of God. So even when you don't even have certain things in place, maybe you've made certain mistakes, you have fallen to one or two things. You look bad in your own eyes and the devil has managed to push you down and you don't have confidence that God will even receive you. What can save you is called faith. May the spirit of faith enter into your heart. I said, may the spirit of faith become alive in your heart. So that it will be your shield wherewith you shall quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Use it to quench the dart, to block the dart. You have two arrows. Have you watched Chinese movies before? Say, this particular scripture, if you've not watched Chinese movie and warlike adventurous movie, you'll never understand it. You need it for the interpretation of this scripture. Who will be our set and share action movie? Ah, yeah, adventure. Any two pow pow pow. No, no, no. Conan the Barbarian. Sa sa in Kofono. You like it, eh? You like action movie. It's my favorite. <laughs> my it's my favorite. Like action movies. If you ask my wife, my wife will tell you. Oh, after today, I've not stopped watching. Just I don't get time, but there's a time you come and meet me. It's from 10 p.m. 10 p.m. when I'm eating. When I get home and I'm eating, I try to see if I can get some killing. I like killing. Like somebody's killing somebody. <laughs> it whets my appetite. It's like the yabuditi for my own yabuditi. Amen. <laughs> so you understand this particular because a whole monon say they 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 throw something called that. That are like small small arrows. The uh, um, if if you have watched uh, Chinese ninja, if you like watching Chinese ninja, you see that they have some stars as they are flipping and rolling. They just release some like that. Some of them has fire at the ends. That's what Paul, is it Paul, I believe, like action movies. Because for Paul to write this thing, <laughs> that they are fiery darts that you have to use to block the fiery darts of the enemy. Amen. Listen, every satanic fiery dart that shall be thrown on away when you are not prepared by satanic agents, witches, and wizards, I pray that by your faith, may God block all of them. May God block all of them. So you see, work about and believe that you will not die this year. Believe that no evil will happen to you in the name of Jesus. Believe
believe that God is with you, your business will rise. You will get a job. Customers will start coming. Let that be your faith. Don't look at what is happening. Don't look at the circumstances. Believe it. And as you are believing it, the devil will start running away from you. Because it is your defense. Yes, the economy is wild, but it is your defense against the economy. It's your defense. It's called faith. It's your defense. You overcome all the fiery darts of the wicked. The shield of faith. Faith is a shield for protection. Ephesians 16. It's your purchasing power. It is what you need to get what you are looking for. No matter what you are looking for, if you don't have the faith for it, you can't get it. If you have faith for healing, you can get it. If you have faith for deliverance, you will get it. If you have faith for a husband, you will get it. If you have faith for single room, now single room you go get. If you have faith for two bedroom, now two bedroom you go get. What you have faith for is your currency for transaction in the spirit. So there are people, they have faith for something. So they get it, but they don't have faith for another. They will not get it. That's how life is. If you cannot believe for an aeroplane, you can't get it. You can believe for a bicycle, you will get. You can believe for one car, you will get. You can believe for a duplex, you will get. You can believe for a single room, you will get. What you can believe for is what you are going to get. Faith is your booster for miracles, signs and wonders. You can't see miracles, signs and wonders without faith. You must believe. Jesus said that if you can believe, all things are possible. Every miracle, signs and wonders is answerable to faith. Not holiness or righteousness. Answerable to faith. Jesus said you can believe it. You may be the adulterous woman, but if you can believe, God can have mercy on you. You can believe it. Amen. Amen. Say, I need a spirit of faith. Oh, say, I need a spirit of faith. Oh, yeah. What is the third mystery that you need for the journey? I said, mystery number one is what? The mystery of his abiding presence for the journey. Mystery number two is what? The mystery of faith. Yeah, for the journey. And then mystery number three. Mystery number three is the mystery of Okay, let me do this first. The mystery of the sprinkling blood. The mystery of the sprinkling blood. You see, I want to leave some of the points for um, Sunday. So I'm just selecting some and then I'm, 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 I'm leaving some. Because there are people who don't come for evening service, but some of the things... They need it more because you have done well for coming for evening service means that you have some of the things, some of the mysteries already. Ah. So like I'm talking to you about mystery of, of, of prayer. You are coming already to pray. You you know that mystery. <laughs> huh? I'll talk to you about mystery of kingdom service. When I look at all of you, almost all of you, you are hardly working in the church. So you have it already. There's other people who don't like they don't have that mystery. So there are the people who might, oh, who do we teach? Do we teach the one who knows already? Or we teach the one who doesn't know? Yes, the one who doesn't know. That's why you went to school. If you knew, you wouldn't have gone to school. Amen. <laughs> so let's look at the last mystery for tonight. And we'll handle the four on Sunday. It's the mystery of the blood. 
of Jesus. The mystery of the blood. The mystery of the blood. It is one of the mysteries that you must carry. You see, there are people here who still run away from communion. Oh yeah, ask the one by you. Are you one of them? <laughs> oh, do you know that there are still people in this church who don't take communion? As simple as we have made it for everybody to take. There are still people who swear when communion, they, they go and wee wee. By the time they hear, they see that communion is coming on, they are going to wee wee. They will come after the communion. Why on earth will you run away from communion? Why on earth? Listen, this year, one of the mysteries the devil is afraid of is the mystery of the blood. You must engage it. It's a weapon in the spirit. It's a weapon. It's a weapon for mass destruction of the camp of the evil. Revelation 12 verse 11. What did he say? He said, and they overcame him. This year you overcome. You see, so every communion session is a session for victory. Amen. It's a session for victory. Anytime you pre- and listen, don't just wait. You know, that is where I want to get you to. Because a lot of you, you don't prepare communion in your houses, in your homes. How many of you here have taken your own communion aside this church? One Katawa prepare communion with DB, either fear, and a Juma, Ebiana, Uyebibuso, Maminum, communion, Mamiamina communion. How many of you have tried it before? Yeah, so I know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. A lot of you don't do it. A lot of you don't do it. That is why I'm talking to you. If you were doing it, I would not preach. I'm talking to you. Is this that I was led? Have you said that I, I, I was led to talk to you about the mystery of the blood? I was going to talk about that. The next point was mystery of kingdom service. But I said I skipped. Because the Holy Spirit was telling me that these people, they have the kingdom service. They are shepherds, deacons, deaconesses, people who are, they have the mystery of the kingdom service. But they don't eat communion, born in the dorsum. <laughs> Run away communion people. Say communion and they are swimming. Hey. But you see, this year you must take communion very seriously. You must move from the level of just eating it once in a month in the church to at least the level where you take it once every week in your own house. You see, the reason why we prepare it once in a month in this church is because of resources too. Because feeding more than 100 people, almost 200 every Sunday or every week, the way I want to do it, will require more budget. And your offerings are still at a certain level that doesn't deserve that kind of exchange. Do you understand? <laughs> oh yeah. Go ahead and check them. Everything I say, I say it on biblical basis. Felicia have made a face like as as my company. Everything I said, offering and so I'm coming on every week. Offering and so sad. Eight me talk in your man. to offer ye. Not coming on our doors. Because when you read the account of Abraham. In Ezekiel 13, search for it. When Abraham 
went to war against Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that when Abraham came to pay tithe, he paid tithe to Melchizedek. And Melchizedek gave him bread and wine. Now, what is bread and wine? Is it not what you call communion? It's what you call communion. So, Melchizedek the pastor gave Abraham communion in exchange for Abraham's tithe and the things Abraham offered. So, I am not wrong when I say that your tithe and offerings are small, so it can afford us only once in a month. When your tithe and offerings increase, then more communion will come. Clap your two hands for pastor. You can still find the scripture. I've even given you the chapter. I believe it's, it's, it's 13. Alright, let, let me move on. That's not what I'm talking about. But, what I'm trying to say, okay, so chapter 14 instead, not chapter 30. Chapter 14. So Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he gave it to Abraham. Bread and wine, communion. So you see, this church, a time is going to come, and it's very soon, where we'll be taking communion every time we meet. Every time we meet, we take communion. Every time, it's part of our service. It's an, because you see, Jesus said in First Corinthians chapter 11, check the verse, it may be verse 3 or verse 2. First Corinthians chapter 11, he told them that as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. That means that it must be done often. Communion must be done what? Often. Communion, your idea was the yeno. Often. And then, so what the church does for you is just once. It's not enough. You should prepare some in your house. You should prepare some. What you have been drinking as communion, is it not drink? Is it not drink with water? Drink that has been diluted. Whether you call it wine, or you call it vimto, or you call it sugar, sweet drink, whatever you call it. Once you pour water into it, and then you dilute it, then the sugar goes down. As a stand out on, and just stand out on. And a jolly juice. And I'll get down. Just, then you cut small bread. And the bread is from the loaf of bread you ate last night. But it's part of it. Or biscuit, which represents abodo. Do you know what you call abodo? It's hard. Do you know real abodo? The one Jesus ate is not the soft, soft, him, soft, him. What are you doing here? Hey, I'll share Jesus movie. I'll share you. Kitan, boom, is it? It's like baby's kid. Like that. They said, take it. This is my body hard. Somebody hard one. You see? Now I'm teaching you how to prepare communion in your house. Because I say, communion, how can I? Communion is just the Coca-Cola you have been drinking. Just dilute it. Dilute your Coca-Cola. And listen. Listen. 
it is not that because it has to be communion, it must be on task one. It's not true. Or it's religion. What did Jesus use for communion? Eating. Go to Matthew 26. Make call quick. That's how we work. Bible says in Matthew 26, if you read from verse 24, 25, there about when they started the communion, before verse 26, when they say, take it, this is the cup, this is the body broken, this is the cup shed for you. Bible says that, and as they were eating the Passover, they were eating food, omudidi, like normal banku and something. But their food was the abodo and it has a uh, breakfast and as a supper, obi enu milo, milo and bread. Tomu dina, omudu level bino. Ena Jesus odi biya no here final. Ena as a home a buyer. Do you get the thing? Then he said, now everybody wait, wait. Then he said, then he started blessing it. But they were eating. No, that's what I want you to understand. Have, uh, have you found it? And as they were, uh-huh, so Tony said, as they were eating, <laughs> they were eating already. That means that the Coca-Cola you buy every day you drink, a car of crowd to me, the communion. And say communion. It doesn't spoil it. It is not unspiritual. It is spiritual. What makes it the blood of Jesus? What makes it the body of Jesus? Who can tell me? At what level does it change from your supper to the body of Jesus? At what level does it change from your own Coca-Cola to the blood of Jesus? At what level? This I want to ask. Okay, Joseph wants to say. Your faith. He says your faith. Okay. But your faith will make you do something. What do you do with your faith? That makes it become that. You pray on it. The Bible says that he took the bread and he blessed it. Everybody say blessed it. Now that is at that point it changed in the spirit. He blessed it. That's he prayed the Lord thank you for this. Then he continued said take it. This is my body broken for you. So the table as soon as as they are preparing it, they are preparing vimto or communion wine as they are bought or drink. Eh? Sometimes you can go inside there, take some, pour some, and drink, and use to check your how far. But as soon as it gets here, and I bless it, and I pray over it, and I declare, like Joseph said, with my faith. That this is the body of Christ by faith. It changes in the spirit. Physically, you don't see it that way by this. Because physically, they were still eating the bread. Why what did Jesus move? What did you see? But spiritually, Jesus said it represents my body. body. So from that time, you are not eating it to get satisfied. You are already satisfied. You are eating it for a purpose. So we don't take communion to be full. We take it for a purpose, a spiritual purpose. Do you get it? Uh-huh. That is why when we are giving you, we give you small. Then some of you have said, "I didn't do this, This is not where you be fool." <laughs> Amen.
Am I teaching you a mystery? So, this mystery, you need it for the journey this year. You need the mystery of the blood, the communion. So, stop running from the table of the Lord. Stop running from communion. Tell somebody by stop running from the communion table. It is a blessed table. It is a table of a blessing. Paul calls it for is this not the, 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 the blessing of the Lord that it has been blessed? It's the blessing of the Lord. It has been blessed. It has been blessed. It's a blessed table. Amen. Am I teaching? The mystery of the blood. Now, let me give you Zechariah chapter 9 verse 11. So how many of you now know how to prepare communion? You now know how to prepare your own. So you should have some in your fridge. When your child is sick, you pour some and give to your child. Drink it. You know, many at times, my daughter will be disturbing me. I want blood of Jesus. I want blood of Jesus. Because she takes it at home. So when she comes there, she sees it. Say, I want blood of Jesus. She doesn't understand who. She has only heard, she's using me to drink. Do, do you understand? She knows I call it the blood of Jesus, but she has a different interest. It's the drink she wants to drink. But she knows as long as she says the blood of Jesus, I'll, I'll give it to her. But at least she knows something called the blood of Jesus. Because it's something we take at home. You must take the blood of Jesus with your family. At least once every week. On your own. You must prepare it. After your morning prayer, you bless it. Everybody take one. One. You do it with prayer and understanding. And you, you pray that let the blessings of the blood of Jesus, deliverance, healing, breakthrough, breaking of curses. If I, if I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Exemptions. Let it happen in your life. Now this year you need that mystery. You need the blood to fight for you. May the blood fight for you this year. Somebody is not here. I said, may the blood fight for you this year. Now look at the scriptures, Zechariah 9 11. It says, As for you, by the blood of your covenant, I have sent forth your prisoners out of the pit wherein there is no water. By the blood of the covenant. The covenant in the blood of Jesus. That is how we are free. So this year, if you are going to be free, it is not just prayer. You need to engage the blood of the covenant. May the blood of Jesus make you free. I said, may the blood of Jesus make you free from the pit of frustration, from the pit of hopelessness, from the pit of death. May the blood of Jesus set you free. Can I hear an amen? Verse 12. Quick. Turn you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will give you double. Why? The stronghold. The stronghold is the blood. The blood of Jesus. So Charlie, let's take the blood of Jesus seriously because we need it for this year. We need it. It's a covenant mystery for the journey. 
Why? Because the blood washes. It purges us. Anytime you appear before God, it's the blood that washes you. Otherwise, you have the judgment of God. He can strike you down. Then you realize you are, you are dead. But for the blood. But for the blood. Because of Bonia. Says the blood. So communion is not something you should joke with. Because every week you need to be purified afresh. Every week you need fresh. Whether you have done something bad you know about or not. I pray that some people will have a, a, a revival in their communion life. That they will start taking their own communion weekly. You will see that you will be far from sickness. Oh yeah. You will be far from sickness. Communion has healed a lot of people. That I know personally. Communion. Just apply, disappears. Just apply, disappears. Communion. There's someone I've been praying for outside the country because I cannot get the access. Take this, take that. Set it before you. Let me bless it for you for communion. And anytime she takes it, she's healed. When she's sick, she takes it. She's healed. When she's sick, she takes it. She's healed. So she doesn't joke with the communion. Once it's finished, you go and buy a new one. Then she'll call me, Pastor, bless it for me. But you can also bless it yourself. You don't always need me to bless it. But if you bring it, I'll bless it for you. But you can bless it yourself. And God will listen. The blood purges. First John 1 verse 7 says, If you confess your sins, it's faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse this from all unrighteousness. The blood is for exemption. Exodus 12 verse 12. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. So this year, every form of evil will pass over you. I said every form of evil will pass over you. While they were taking communion, by then, something was growing behind my wife, her hair here. Something was growing there. You see that thing that grows on uh, men, their back like that, there, it grows like pompo or something. Very scary. It starts much small, black, black dots, dots. Have you seen some before? Yes. One, one, one of the days when the classroom, it was like that. And some started behind my wife's and then she showed it to me. Ah, look at this thing. By then, we're not even married. But she showed me, I said, something has done. Then I said, oh, really? Wow. Then I said, okay, we'll pray about it, okay? We'll pray. Then, one day she came for service. We were having communion service. So, when I blessed the communion she took, she poured her hands and she washed it. And drank the rest. From that day, the thing started disappearing. Instead of increasing, because it was increased, started disappearing. The dots started disappearing. Till today, you can't trace it again. It would have grown and grown and joined together, then become something big. And can imagine how it would be. So, communion is a very, very powerful element that you cannot joke with. 
says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. The blood is for victory in warfare. Revelation 12 verse 11 says they overcame him by the blood. When everything failed to bring Lucifer down, what brought him down? The blood. So when everything is failing this year, what you need for victory is what? The blood. Hallelujah. Then, in 1 Corinthians 11, 25, he says that we should take it often. And that is what I have explained to you. Let's take it often. So this year, I am believing God that you engage these three mysteries for the journey. What is the first mystery? The mystery of His abiding presence. Give it to us on the screen. You are supposed to be typing it. Give it to us on the screen. The mystery of His abiding presence. Two, the mystery of faith. And three, the mystery of hmm? the sprinkling blood or the blood of the covenant that cleanses us, that makes us whole, that delivers us, that forgives us, that grants us victory against principalities and power. Listen, you, 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 are, you are, you know, <laughs> I prayed for somebody that she went home in this church and came back. I think, was it this Sunday or Friday she came to share the testimony? Like that after I laid hands on her and all the manifestations, she went to sleep. When she woke up, right and the way she, me, I've never entered her room before. She says, Pastor, my room is very neat. Like, it's very neat. And you believe it because she herself too is neat and beautiful. So her room cannot be bazaar. Unless, of course, there are certain miracles that are happening like that. Some nice girls with dirty room. But the way she was talking means that she knew what she was saying. She said, that, Pastor, my room is very neat. I, like, I know how I keep my things. Now, when I woke up, under my bed, my pillow, a big cockroach. Very big. And through the, it, it has been tormented for days. I can't sleep. But I was coming for the fasting. And after that night, you prayed for me. When I went, as I was lying down, I was struggling to sleep. Then, I felt like, check under your pillow. Check under your pillow. When I lifted the pillow, there was a huge cockroach. So I was surprised. He said he was afraid. No, he said, aha, uh-huh. he described the, the, the thing. He said, aha, uh-huh. this one, he, he, he didn't even say cockroach. He said, um, um, how do you people call it? He has plenty legs. Yes, like millipede, plenty legs. Big one. She mentioned a certain tree name. And the thing came out and was on the, under the pillow. So she said, she, she was shocked. So, ah, she, 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 ah, where is it every day? A, a bed I lay every day. So she said, she pushed it down, poured the oil on it, and decided that she would not kill it. She wanted to 
killing with oil and see whether it will die. Because if she, she says she's killing with something that physically she killed it, but she's, she wants to kill it spiritually and see whether it's a spiritual song. So she poured oil on it and was praying, was praying. She did that for about 15 minutes. The animal died by itself without any physical crash in it. She said she didn't throw it, she left it on the carpet. When came back and the animal, she wanted to be sure that the animal was already and ran away. So, and from that time, she has felt free in her head, free in her body, and she's sleeping well. You see, you never know the things that are fighting you. You, you, you never know until you go through deliverance. Until you go through deliverance. You see, so some of these mysteries that I'm talking to you about, they are mysteries that are going to give you victory over principalities and powers. Over witches and wizards. Because as you are going and coming nice, nice like that, you think all is well. Yeah. No. There are things that are happening in the, in, the, in the spirit. Some of the things you are complaining about, they are not physical. But you are just seeing it as normal. It's not normal. It's not normal. But by the mystery of the blood, you overcome. By the mystery of faith, you overcome. And by the mystery of his abiding presence, you overcome. Clap your two hands together for the Lord. Rise up to your feet. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, Kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, Know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.